What if I told you humans were from Mars? Not only that, but we came to Earth on an asteroid as microbes. And some even believe we came to Earth from Mars as evolved humans as Mars was actively dying. And others, others say we were dropped here. Welcome to Down Another Rabbit Hole, where we talk about conspiracies, cryptids, and all-around weird history. Essentially, everything that normal people just don't talk about. I'm your host, TJ, and today's episode is about panspermia, Mars, and Devon Island. Now, these topics are a wild ride, for sure. I recently found out about Devon Island and panspermia, so my mind is just still a little melted. Um, so bear with me, I'm going to do my absolute best to explain. So the theory of panspermia says that life didn't originate on Earth at all. Instead, it was created elsewhere as microbes and traveled to Earth by meteorite or asteroid. And these microbes then evolved into humans as we know it. All the way back in the 5th century BCE, Greek philosopher Anaxagoras actually coined panspermia to describe the concept as life traveling between planets as seed. He asserted that the seeds of life are present everywhere in the universe. Panspermia really started becoming considered in the 1860s when Immanuel Kant actually developed the nebular theory of the solar system, which states that when Earth was first formed, its surface conditions would be inhospitable. This implied that life couldn't possibly evolve with the Earth, but began at a later date. The first thing I thought when I heard all of this is that space is so incredibly vast. How, like, how, how in the world? What, what are the chances of that specific asteroid or whatever have you making its way to Earth out of the entire universe? Not only that, but space is absolutely freezing. It's literally 2.7 degrees Kelvin. That is 2.7 degrees below, like above absolute zero. That is negative 450 degrees Fahrenheit, and you're telling me that these microorganisms can survive that? Not to mention the UV rays, the solar flares, the vacuums, and everything else that space has to offer. Like, what? I, I don't know about you, but I was absolutely mind blown until I found out about the Tanpopo project. Tanpopo is Japanese for dandelion, and it is a recently conducted experiment by Japanese astrobiologists to find out if microbes can actually undergo the hyperfluctuations of the temperature offered by space. This project ran from 2015 to 2018 and consists of seven cells containing microorganisms, mosses, and various organic compounds. Now, the complete results have yet to be revealed, but within that first year, they found 54 accounts of the microorganisms being able to survive the entire duration. This means that after the end of that year, 54 of those microorganisms were still very, very, very much alive. A molecular biology professor at Tokyo University of Pharmacy and Life Science in Japan and the principal investigator for the Tampopo Project stated, the top layer of one type of radioactivity-resistant bacteria that was loaded onto the exposure panels did not survive, but this top layer of dead microbes appears to have protected the living cells underneath. We have found that the lower layers survived for a year even after being exposed to a sunlight in a space vacuum. So those that survived that had the thickness of the cell layer that is greater than 0.5 millimeters survived with no problem. These results support the idea that clumps of microorganisms could be one way of life to spread from planet to planet. I'm, I'm sorry, but what? Like, why is nobody talking about this more? Or are they and I'm just stuck under some rock? Now, how am I just now hearing about this? 
maybe I spent way too much time playing video games like right after high school, but I don't understand why this hasn't like was not talked about more. Anyways, I mentioned earlier that I felt like it was crazy to consider the odds of that specific asteroid or meteorite or whatever we were riding on arrived to Earth when it did, especially when the conditions were considered just right. Literally any planet in the entire universe and it just stumbled upon Earth when conditions, that, that makes no sense. That's crazy. What, like, I wish I had those odds when I was gambling. But researchers thought the same thing, and their conclusion? Mars. Now, researchers have noted that Mars and Earth have a multitude of similarities. They even stated that Mars is in many ways a smaller, older Earth that burned out its natural resources and electromagnetic core sooner. Mars has clouds and wind in roughly a 24-hour day, seasonal weather patterns, volcanoes, even polar ice caps. But when Mars lost its magnetic field, it lost its defense to solar winds, stripping away its atmosphere and allowing the vast majority of its water to escape into space. But did you notice how I said vast majority? There is still definitely water in Mars, in the ice caps, and scientists believe that there is actually a lake existing under the Martian pole kept in liquid state by geothermal heating, which is similar to the kind generated on Earth by radioactive isotopes or subsurface magna. By planetary scientists studying Mars's geography, atmosphere, and soil conditions, they were able to determine that billions of years ago, Mars was wet, warm, and had the ideal conditions for life. Until it didn't. Some say that humans fully existed on Mars, just as we do on Earth. They thrived into an intelligent civilization that could look out into space, had advanced architecture, as well as technology. The only difference is that they realized the planet was dying, so they shot their last chance of survival into space, their DNA, hoping it would land on a hospitable planet and start the cycle over again. Some even think we shuttled here, and that part of history is just simply not discussed. I'm genuinely not sure what to think, but it is absolutely crazy to think about. Like, if we actually lived on Mars, if we colonized Mars, imagine saying, yo, I'm going down the street, I'm going to McDonald's, bro, do you want a 20-piece? And you're on Mars, man? Hoverboards? I don't know if hoverboards would be a thing, but either way, like, that would just be crazy. Like, yeah, let me get a 20-piece nug. Um, can I get Szechuan sauce with a large fry and a Dr. Pepper? Um, and an apple pie, please. The wife, the wife said that sounded pretty good on Mars. That is, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. This is where Devon Island actually comes into play though. Devon Island is an island in Canada. I've never been, but I think it would be awesome. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Now, Devon Island is located between Ellesmere and Baffin Island. It's the largest uninhabited island in the entire world. It is a 21,000 plus square mile barren wasteland, so unsuitable for living that the indigenous people, the Inuit, actually left there for good back in the 1930s. The ground remains frozen for the better part of the year with ice caps 500 to 700 meters thick. It's only snow-free approximately 45 days out of the year, with the temperature only getting to about 8 degrees Celsius, which is roughly 46 degrees Fahrenheit. The average temperature, though, Negative 16, which translates to 3 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I moved down south for a reason. I am so over snow <laughs> and cold. I hate the cold, but it's weird because I also hate the hot. Anyways, scientists love this. 
They say with the desert setting and the harsh climate, it's very similar to what they suspect conditions to be like on Mars. In 2001, they actually initiated an international research project known as the Houghton Mars Project, specifically to study the way that human explorers might live and work on Mars. Primarily funded by NASA, their own website specifically states, Devon Island's barren terrain, freezing temperatures, isolation, and remoteness offer NASA scientists and personnel a number of unique research opportunities. Other factors, such as the Arctic day and night cycle and restricted logistics and communication capabilities, offer fitting analogs for the challenges that crew members will likely face on long-duration space flights. Now, Viking landed on Mars in 1976 and actually recorded the first ever photograph of Mars. It wasn't anything crazy. It's obviously like a foot in front of the thing itself, and it only shows some rocks, and it's, it's black and white because it was the 70s. But throughout his journey, it took more photos, which when looking at them, I was initially like, cool, this is a whole other planet. That's, that's crazy to think about. But honestly, there really wasn't a whole lot going on. It's barren. It's flat. It's rock-infested. It's just a wasteland. And there's a few hills in the background, but again, it's, it's literally nothing crazy. Until some further digging was done, and all of the photos of Mars can be matched verbatim to the landscape of Devon Island. Sure, they say that Mars is a smaller Earth, but you're telling me out of the entire universe, out of all the possibilities, out of everything that could happen, that Earth was able to replicate the topography of Mars, the placement and contour of each boulder, of every hill? There's no way. There's no way. Is NASA using Devon Island as a Mars photo set? Did we arrive on Earth via asteroid, or are humans fully from Mars? This is, like I said, a lot to wrap my head around to say the least. My brain is still literally melted. The Devon Island stuff is pretty crazy to think about, and to be honest, to find out the government is lying about something yet again would not surprise me. And us, arriving as microbes? It could make sense to me. A lot more than snap of someone's fingers and us just appearing, you know what I mean? I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm 100% sold, but it definitely sounds interesting, and I can't wait to see as more evidence develops. Hey, thanks for hanging out. I'm TJ, and this was Down Another Rabbit Hole. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. It really helps me out, lets me know that I'm doing something right. Until next time, my friends, stay weird.